What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nostalgia. And now, as always, it is your host, Kelly. And I wanted to let you know that this week is going to be a purely pop culture week, which is probably something you can tell from the title. But I'm happy to be back. I know it's been like a three-week break. And I just wanted to let you know that is because some things are happening behind the scenes of Nostalgia and now. I can't talk about it too much. I did talk about it a little bit on the Facebook page. But episodes will be coming more frequently. And and yeah, every other episode will likely be a recap. I will tell you, getting through the hills, I, I'm going to be honest with you, it's a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. So we have either five, four or five episodes left of Lauren's Rain on the Hills. And then we are going to get into Laguna Beach Season 3. I'm excited to do Laguna Beach Season 3. I think I'll get some people from Laguna Beach Season 3, specifically Chase. I really want Chase on the podcast. And it's funny because I kind of like did not like Chase when he was on Laguna Beach. But after re-watching, I was like, oh, I just don't like him because he's the guy who shows up with an acoustic guitar no matter where he goes. But we all have people like that in our lives. And you can't fault someone for being more musically gifted than you are. That's something I've had to learn the hard way. Um, but last weekend, I went to my friend's wedding, and and I gotta be honest, guys, I used to shit on Western Mass kinda hard. I talked a lot of shit about Western Mass, but I have to admit, it's absolutely gorgeous out there. Her wedding was in, it wasn't in Northampton, that's where we stayed, but it was close to Northampton. I wanna say it was like Deerfield, but I'm probably wrong with that, too. It was on this gorgeous little farm, and it was just beautiful, and me and Steph, who actually introduced me to Laguna Beach, we have been best friends for a very long time, and we've been friends who've had a lot of ups and downs, but, you know, as you get into your later 20s, those things kind of smooth their way out. Like, her and I, she's the only friend that I've ever physically fought with. (laughs) It wasn't a bad fight, okay? She tried to punch me, and I caught her punch, and then I threw her on the ground, and then I threw her on the ground another time. But, that, but that's neither here nor there. We're 30 years old now. We no longer fist fight. We can actually use our words when we are upset with one another. And we can talk things out, which we love. We call that growth. But the wedding was incredible. I will say one weird thing. So we didn't know the groomsmen at all. Like even the night before the wedding, we all went to a bar. The groomsmen didn't show up. And when we were being announced, I looked at the kid next to me. I don't remember his name. And I was like, what if I just like grabbed you by your tie and pulled you in? He, you would have thought I asked him to like grab him by his dick or something. The way he reacted, he was like, whoa, 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 that's, that's kind of a crazy thing to do. And I was like, oh, I didn't think it was that crazy. Like grabbing someone by the tie, just over my shoulder, walking in, you know, that's not, it's not the wildest thing I've ever seen in a wedding entry, but we ended up fist pumping. He said he was more comfortable with just a solid fist pump. And I was like, wow, you are boring. But overall, the wedding was absolutely incredible. The food was great. Yeah, I wish I knew the venue. I'm so sorry I don't. But if you're in Western Mass, I want to give you a formal apology because I've always talked shit about Western Mass. And now that I've experienced Western Mass, it is a very beautiful place and I get why you want to live there. For me, I liked being closer to Boston just because of concerts. So that was always my thing. But Western Mass, not, not a bad place. And again, I'm very sorry. Um, so this week, we have a lot to talk about. We have Floribama Shore. We have Pop Culture Brunch, which is just a mix, a jumbled mash of pop culture coming right at you. We have Pete and Kim. And then we also have Zane and Gigi. 
And I'm saying this in the intro because I'm going to reiterate it once I get to like that part. Make sure you follow the timestamps. But when I talked about Zayn a few years ago, I feel like I did a deep dive on them, on Gigi and Zayn, probably before Jay and Kristen broke up. So it's been a while. And I was called a racist. I was called a a lot of different names. I'd say racist was definitely the one that hurt the most. And I just want you guys to know I'm reading about celebrity blinds. I am talking about like things that people have first witness encounters when it comes to Zayn. It just has to do with him and... I, that, that's why I, I kind of was nervous to talk about this just because that one, you know, that hurts a lot, especially when I don't, when I'm trying to be, trying to like learn and, and do all this stuff. So I want to let you guys know that I'm talking about celebrity blinds and things like that when it comes to Zane. That is what I'm talking about. It's really not even my personal feelings. Um, I guess they are a little bit just because I've read a lot of blinds about Zane for years and years. And I'll also talk about Yolanda Hadid. Um, but again, that is going to be in that section, but I hope you guys had an awesome Halloween and I guess like the whole month of October, I didn't do a podcast. I got to get better. I know I do. And thank you guys for hanging out and like listening when I do have a podcast out. Oh, also, um, this comes out on Tuesday. I don't think they'll be sold out, but there are 20 ish tickets left for the live show in Boston for beyond the blinds. And I'd love to see you guys there. We do have a VIP party after the show. The tickets are 60 bucks, but we're going to hang out. We're going to drink, take pictures, have a good time, talk our shit. So if you go to that, I'll definitely see you there. I'm not a hugger, but you know what? I feel like I'm going to be hugging people. I am a crier though, and I know I'm going to be crying. I mean, in the audience, my mom's going to be there, my dad, stepmom, brother, some cousins are going, some of my oldest friends will be there. So it's going to be, it's going to be quite the homecoming and I hope to see you guys there. Now, if you saw over the weekend, I paid almost $250 in lifts, and that was going to four different places. All the rides were like 60 bucks or 30, I think one was 32, and the rest were all like $50, especially when I included the tip and all of that. But I have a story, and I was like, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, and I need to talk about this because I need to know if other states do this. So I got a lot of DMs being like, well, it's cheaper than a DUI and all this stuff. And I'm like, I get it. I get that it's cheaper than a DUI, but I still want to be able to, you know, look at my bank account and not cry after doing a safe thing. (laughs) But back a few years ago, and by a few years ago, I mean probably seven or eight at this point, my friend Christina and I, we were live drunks for the police academy. And basically what happened is her friend was training to be in the police academy or was graduating the police academy, something like that. All I know is he was in the police academy in Massachusetts, and I don't believe it was state trooper. It was for local law enforcement. So I get a text from Christina, and she was like, what are you doing tomorrow? Um, nothing. What's up? Do you want to go get drunk at a police station, and then they're going to test us for DUIs? Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. Yes, I want to do that. How do we, what's going on? So I get to Christina's around 7 a.m. the next day, and we're not allowed to eat. She told me, don't eat breakfast. I ate a Nutri-Grain bra- bar. Braha, Jesus. Bar because I was super hungry, but that was it. I was like, not a big breakfast, just a little granola bar. And her friend picked us up from her house because we weren't allowed to drive, obviously, because we'll be drinking. And we get to the police station probably around 8 or 8.30. Now, at the time, all I drank was either Twisted Tea, Vodka, or Fireball. So I was a maniac and still kind of am, but I'm a lot chiller than I used to be. Um, but the police officer, or yeah, now he's a police officer. Let's call him Jake. His name's not Jake, just to protect his identity. (laughs) 
Christina, there's no protection with your identity. I'm sorry. But Jake drops us off and he had two 12 packs of twisted tea because he was providing our alcohol. And when we get to the police barracks, I want to say in Plymouth, we are escorted upstairs and we're in a room with like six other people and it's like 8.45 and they crack open our first twisted tea. Now, during this time, we had to drink. I mean, if you were sick, like getting sick, they wouldn't like force make you drink or anything, but you were only allowed to eat like a handful of pretzels once an hour. You weren't really allowed to have water. You could go to the bathroom, but you had to be escorted to the bathroom so you didn't stop at the water bubbler or anything like that. It was probably one of the strangest things I've ever done, but around 11, they were like, okay. Oh, and also during that time, they were doing our breathalyzers. We had to do breathalyzers and basically get over the limit, but not too drunk because they had to see who could get away with it, basically. So we go downstairs and I'm not wearing my glasses. They asked me to take my glasses off. So I'm drunk. I'm very drunk. And they're making me walk like a straight line, do the touching your nose and all this stuff. And they're like, wow, you're stumbling a lot. I'm like, I wear glasses. I don't have my glasses on. I'm not drunk. (laughs) And we weren't supposed to really talk back to them, but I think I did a little too much. Anyway, didn't get in trouble for that. But by the end of the segment, adventure, I don't know what to call it, I got a DUI, not a real DUI, okay? It was a fake DUI. They would have given me a DUI if I had been behind a wheel. And my friend Christina got protective custody and she was drunker than I was. So I was really upset that she got away with it and I didn't. And yeah, so that's my story about my DUI test and just getting all those DMs being like cheaper than a DUI, cheaper than a DUI. It really brought back that memory. And I was like, I don't talk about that nearly enough because it was such a weird experience. And it actually popped up on my TikTok not long ago. And I was like, wow, I've done this because a lot of people were like, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? And I was like, I have done this and they get you drunk. Like it's not, it's not like you get tipsy. Like you're not allowed to drink or eat water or (laughs) drink or eat water. Jesus drink water or eat food other than like a handful of pretzels. And they really get you drunk. And then you have to, (laughs) you have to do tests in front of these soon to be police officers. So that is my story, and I was like, I feel like people on the podcast would appreciate this story. <laughs> I need to do some more personal stories, I feel like, but, but this is definitely one of the more interesting ones that has happened in my life. All right, so let's talk about the Floribama Shore drama. As you guys know, I love Floribama Shore. I watch it weekly. I really like Amy. I think Nils is great. I love Candace. I love Jeremiah. The rest of the guys, I'm just kind of like, meh. You guys know I don't like Gus. Gus actually blocked me on Instagram. Um, I don't, maybe, I don't know. I don't think I've ever posted anything too negative about him on Instagram. Most of it's on Twitter and he hasn't blocked me on Twitter yet, which I'm shocked about. Anyway, over the last two weeks, there has been a lot of drama between Candace and Gus on Twitter. It has quieted down. I'm guessing production told both of them or maybe one of them to shut the fuck up, even though it might boost ratings, might, may, I don't know what that noise was. Um, I don't know if Floribama Shore is going to get picked up again. I hope it does, but it is tough when you are just watching these people in a house together because during COVID, obviously they're not going to a bunch of different bars. They're not going to go do a bunch of stuff. I feel like the only show that I've enjoyed doing that so far is Winter House and they're able to go out into the city a little bit more. It's only two episodes in, but they're allowed to go to like bars and restaurants, but Floribama Shore, they just stay in that house all the fucking time. And I'm like, how much longer can we watch them like yell about a pig or a dog or 
You know what I mean? But this is not about that. This is about Candace and Gus. And basically last season, Gus ran away because he got mad at everybody. And he is someone who really leans on his mental health. He'll be like, you have no idea what I'm going through, which could be true, right? Like that could be a very plausible real life thing. But Gus is very much like the victim. He's always victim mentality. And if someone doesn't side with him, he's the victim. He's always like, people just hate me because I'm a bad boy, because I'm a nomad, because I'm this, because I'm that. And he drives me up a fucking wall, basically. This season, he's been better. But there are still moments, even Jeremiah, like, making a desk or vanity for Nilsa because she was very pregnant. Um, Gus is like, Captain Kiss-Ass, Captain Kiss-Ass. And Cody was laughing along with him. I'm like, why not just, like, maybe he's just trying to help his pregnant roommate. And Jeremiah and Nilsa seem... Like, they've gotten closer over the last year or so. All right, getting to the drama now. Basically, what happened was Gus ran away last season, and Candace picked up the phone, and his sister was like, I'm going to beat your ass because you're the reason he ran away. If you don't know, he ran away because he took Candace's hair dryer, and Candace was like, why didn't you just ask me? Just ask me. Like, tell me you were taking my hair dryer. And, of course, Gus is like, it's not a big thing, blah, blah, blah. But just, like, ask if you're going to use somebody's property. I actually do understand that. I feel like having siblings, I'm always just like, ask, ask before you take, right? Growing up, you were like, just ask me. Um, So Gus tweeted something to the effect of, oh, because Candace was like, I'm nervous for a sister to show up. She said she wants to beat my ass. And if she wants to beat my ass, then that's fine. And I get that, right? Like, if someone who threatened you, threatened to beat your ass, is coming to the house you're living in, I would probably be a little bit upset too. So I 100% see where Candace is going from there. Um, And Gus was like, I will never apologize for my sister. I would always stick up for my sister. And then Gus said something to the effect of, if you want my sister, if you want to fight my sister, I'll set it up now. And Candace was like, no, like we don't fuck with each other. We are not friends. We are not cool. Please leave me the fuck alone. And Gus just continued going on his Twitter rampage. He called Candace a race baiter. She called him a racist. He basically was like, I don't care. I'll fly you wherever you need to go. And then you two can beat each other up. And it was just very bizarre and escalated very quickly. And Candace was like, actually, I'm pregnant. So no, I'm not going to fight your sister because I'm pregnant. And nobody knew she was pregnant until she tweeted it. And then Gus said, funny how you're bringing this up now when last time when we were filming, you got an abortion. And to me, I'm just kind of like, come on, dude. Like, that's her personal business. You know what I mean? I mean, going back and forth on Twitter, calling each other names is what it is. I mean, people do that all the time. But bringing up business like that, to me, ugh, it just... And I don't know if it's because I am biased because I don't like Gus, right? Like, that could very well be it. But bringing up something like that, I just... I feel like that's a super low blow. Um, He continued to go on and on about Candace and about how she's the problem and not him. And to me, all he has to do is apologize for his sister's actions. That would have stopped everything. Like, I have had to apologize for my mom and my brother's actions so many times, and usually people accept the apology. Usually people are pretty good at being like, I understand, thank you, I know that it's not your fault, I know it's your family, it's whatever it is. But, like, that is all he has to do. But instead, he's like, nah, I'll fly you out and she'll beat your ass. What? What? Um, I will say in the last episode, Gus walked away from a fight. So you got to give credit, a little bit of credit. 
when you go on a Twitter rant like that, it's just insane. And I don't know how he hasn't been fired from Florida Shore. Yes, he's someone we talk about, but MTV looks at that as ratings. And a lot of people on Twitter are like, he literally threatened a pregnant woman's life. How much more can Gus do? It's, it's really tough to watch, you know, it's tough to see it play out on, on social media and stuff like that. And other cast members have kept quiet. And Kirk is actually the one who spoke out and he was like, I'm not allowed to say stuff because I'll get fired. When your boss tells you to stay out of it, you stay out of it. And it looks like Gus ended up blocking Kirk on Instagram. Because if you're not on Gus's side, then he hates you. But yeah, over that, there is a Reddit for Floribama Shore if you want to read all the tweets and all the craziness. Candace eventually did stop. She did stop going back and forth with him. And she was just kind of like, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. I don't feel safe right now. Like, I don't want to deal with this. And he was just going off and retweeting how people think he's the best thing on the planet Earth. So that is the Floribama Shore drama. And I'm kind of curious just to see... What comes of it? You know, I don't know why they haven't fired Gus. Obviously, he does bring some kind of views, but I also know a lot of people who stopped watching because of Gus. Um, so Floribama Shore, you know, I really have enjoyed watching it the last few seasons, but this one's a little bit tough. And again, I think it is because they're cooped up in that house and can't really do much, you know? So yeah, look at that Reddit, the Floribama Shore Reddit, if you want to read all the tweets and see all the craziness. But that was just kind of like a dipping my toe into everything that happened, okay? I'm not doing a deep dive on Floribama Shore drama. Just wanted to let you guys know in case you're interested in reading that. So to start off pop culture brunch, we are going to talk about Brian Greenberg. You guys know I love me some Jake Jagelski. Him and his wife, Jamie Chung, they welcomed two newborns, two little boys, I believe, two twin boys. I'm not sure if they had a surrogate. I'm not sure what it is, but you know what? They have a be two beautiful little kids, and now, now get what, guess what we get to call them? We get to call them a zaddy. You guys know I love a hot dad. Brian Greenberg, super hot dad. All I'm gonna say is it's gonna look great on his Instagram stories, and I can't wait to watch. <laughs> How fucking scary did I just sound? I love Brian Greenberg. I love Jamie Chung. I'm super happy for them. They are a great Hollywood couple that we don't talk about enough. I'm going to make sure to add them into my rotation when I talk about celebrity couples that I absolutely love because they're definitely high up on the list. And congratulations to them. Also, just a random fun fact, Lindsay Lohan is coming out with a podcast. I'm very curious to see what it's going to be about. I don't know when it's going to be released, but Lindsay Lohan is going to join the podcasting world. And can I just say, I feel like there should be like different charts and stuff when it comes to podcasting. Because I'm like, how am I going to go up against the girls from One Tree Hill or, or Lindsay Lohan? Like, come on, guys. Come on, throw me a bone. <laughs> I feel like this is some positive news. Miss Meg the Stallion is going to be graduating college in December. And I think that's really cool. And she actually talked about how she wanted to open up a woman's home for, like, battered women and things like that. And she wants to have people who she went to school with work for her, work for that um, women's shelter that she wants to put together. And I just, sometimes I like to put out some good news about celebrities. I feel like that is a good news for celebrities. Also, guys, I want to say I don't care if Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz are PR at this point. They're so fucking hot. I love them so much as a couple, and I want them to be together forever. I did love Jenna Dewan and Channing Tatum, but there were a lot of rumors that he allegedly cheated on her, like, all the time and allegedly gave her herpes. So we don't love that. Hopefully that's not true. 
but I do love them as a couple. They dressed up as some Robert De Niro character, can't tell you who. I want to say the guy from Taxi Driver, whoever he was in Taxi Driver. I think that's who Channing Tatum was. I'm the worst with movies, guys. I'm so sorry. I just watched Pitch Perfect on, on repeat. You know me. Taylor Swift posted a picture of her wearing a squirrel outfit for Halloween, and she was spotted trick-or-treating with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively and their daughters. Um, but what's crazy, okay, buckle up, we're going to go down a rabbit hole real quick, is that Taylor Swift was filming something. She was filming something in her home. And one thing about Taylor Swift is she was not seen physically for a year. She knows how to do things discreetly. She wanted us to know that she was filming something, right? Taylor Swift's fucking nuts. I'm going to say it. She's out of her goddamn mind. <laughs> Sorry, I know people don't like that saying. I will remove that from my vocabulary, but it just fit right there. Um, but somebody noticed that where it said filming project, no, the project was called Acorn. And what was Taylor dressed up as? A fucking squirrel, okay? This woman is out of her mind. She is so crazy. She's always making us go insane. Um, and then another thing is in the We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together music video, which is one of my least favorite Taylor Swift songs, there were a lot of people dressed up as different wildlife people, I guess. So I am curious if we are getting either a music video or a single this week. I think it's kind of crazy she hasn't dropped anything from the Red re-release just yet, but we're just gonna, we're just gonna have to hold on, be patient, and then in two weeks we are gonna cry all of our feelings out. I'm actually doing No Drink November, but I am making an exception on the Red Release Day and on Thanksgiving. When I said that, someone tweeted me, they were like, is that what they call Nashville sober? Yeah, that's exactly what they call Nashville sober. Jessica Simpson recently posted a picture today celebrating four years of sobriety. And I think that's awesome. You know, someone actually DM me, they were like, do you think she's really sober? I do. I think Jessica looks great. I think she looks healthy. She looks better than ever. And this is something um, Troy and I have spoken about on Beyond the Blinds. I do think that as a whole, the public has been way too hard on Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson has been put through the ringer. She's been abused by the media. I'm not going to say Britney level, but like not, not super far from that. You know, she was always called stupid, ugly. I mean, she was wearing what, a size four or size six, je six jeans. And everyone was like, oh, she's so obese now. She's so fat. She had to put up with fucking John Mayer, that piece of shit of a human. She had to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> I don't think Jessica's stupid at all. I think Jessica's a very smart businesswoman. I think she surrounds herself with very smart people. You don't really hear many bad stories about her as like a person in dealing with her, but I'm so happy for her. And she posted a picture of like her lowest moment and she doesn't even look like Jessica Simpson, right? Like it's so crazy. Doesn't even look like her, but she's celebrating four years of sobriety. So I want to give a, a shout out to Je Jessica Simpson on that one. I also apologize if you heard any scratching in the background of that last little bit about Jessica. Jolene was up here trying to get my attention. I haven't played with her enough today and she is letting me know. So just a few more things. Adele is actually going to have her first collaboration as a lead artist with a duet of Easy On Me with Chris Stapleton. I cannot wait to hear how their voices go. I love Chris Stapleton's voice. I think he has such one of the best voices. And I've seen him perform live a few times at different award shows here in Nashville. Absolutely kills it. And I am sure I'm going to cry even more to the duet than I have in the solo song. FX and Hulu are actually set to launch a, it looks like a documentary, a New York Times documentary 
about the malfunction, the dressing down of Janet Jackson. It'll tell the story of the 2004 halftime show, which we saw Timberlake briefly expose Jackson's breasts to millions. Jackson's career never recovered, but Timberlake went from strength to strength, and I cannot wait for this. Justin Timberlake is about to have to put out more of an apology than just something from the Notes app, right? Like, he's definitely going to have to own up to some of the shit he did. You know, I think it's important to hold people accountable. Again, not cancel them, but hold them accountable. I mean, Justin just flourished after that, and he left Janet to fucking sink, basically. Janet Jackson openly hates Justin Timberlake because of the way he treated her after that. I'm just going to put it out, out there. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see Justin Timberlake need to do more than just a notes app apology because he has stepped on women his whole entire career and he's used women. And this is a, that's more of a topic for Beyond the Blinds, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Maybe I'll do a mini deep dive on Justin Timberlake. But he has definitely used pain that he's caused women to accelerate his career and make like jokes about it and stuff like that, you know? I mean... He even talked shit about Prince, who wasn't the, like, most unproblematic person on the planet, but he ended up, like, accepting, you know, Prince said, I don't need to worry about bringing Sexy back, Sexy never left, and then Justin Timberlake had to kind of, like, accept an award on Prince's behalf just because of Prince not being there, and he, like, knelt down and pretended to be short and said something and talked shit about Prince, and then I guess he was in a rap song and talked shit about Prince, and then he was the one who did a Prince tribute at the Minneapolis Super Bowl, whatever Super Bowl number that was. And I, and I was just like, oh, of course Justin Timberlake gets to fucking do it. <laughs> Someone who Prince hated. But anyway, I'm excited to watch that. New York Times does a really good job. Also, we have the, um, hopefully Britney will be released from her conservatorship by the end of November. That is the goal. And I'm just going to say again, I know a lot of people have questions about Sam, but I don't think Brittany would have any issue letting go of Sam if she did not trust him. I think we have to trust Brittany on this one. And also just remember, she's still not in full control of her social media accounts. She does some of it. And I know she does like sends a bunch of posts and they kind of put what they want. So don't be too hard on her for that. Okay. 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 Now I have to say, I am nervous about Demi Lovato. You know we have a Demi corner, and lately there have been more Demi corners than I would like to admit. But Demi was seen leaving a Halloween party with Tana Mongo. Mongo? Mango? I can't say her fucking name. I don't watch YouTube, people. Other than Jenica Thompson. She's great. Anyway, yeah, Tana Mongo. Mongo. <laughs> I'm going to call her Tana M. How about that? They were spotted leaving together, and Demi did not look well. Demi got into the car. They wouldn't move over when Tana was trying trying to get into the car that they were getting into. And Demi just didn't look great. And I know that Tana Mongu is nothing but trouble from everything I've heard. And Tana was just on a podcast being like, something crazy happened last night. Like, I can't get over how crazy it is. And now everyone thinks her and Demi hooked up. So I guess we're going to see what happens. But fingers crossed for Demi. They need to get out from under Scooter Braun. They need to figure it out. You know, I think Demi needs to disappear for a few years. If I'm being totally honest, I think people are over them. I think people are over Demi, and they really just need to get out of Hollywood for a couple of years. Kind of do what Bieber did. I feel like Bieber kind of disappeared. Um, well, he was on drugs, allegedly, but 
I mean, maybe Demi is too. I don't know. But I think Demi needs to go away for a while, come back, because they have one of the most incredible voices I've ever heard my whole life. But unfortunately, there's always just so much weird drama surrounding them. And this is not looking good. I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. Also very random, Chris Pratt is gonna be the voice of Garfield. And I just have to say, I've had enough of Chris Pratt, okay? I've had just about enough of him. I don't need him voicing everything. Garfield, leave Garfield alone. <laughs> Let him just stay as that comic strip that I grew up watching, reading, or then seeing him on TV, I guess. Nobody wanted to see that Bill Murray movie, even though we did see that Bill Murray movie when he was Garfield. Leave Garfield alone, okay? Get out of my Garfield life, okay, Chris Pratt? I've had enough. Had enough of you. We're going to end this on a little bit more of a serious note. Alec Baldwin shot a prop gun on the movie set of Rust. I'm sure you guys have all heard it. And unfortunately, someone did pass away, and she was the prop manager. Um, I just have to say one thing that's very, very weird about this whole situation. Obviously, so heartbreaking. I, I don't even, I do not like Alex and Hilaria Baldwin. I don't. But I can't imagine what Alex is going, Alec? Alec is going through. I, I genuinely cannot imagine how horrific he feels. And I think one of the wildest things about this whole thing is that they did a press conference on the side of the road in Vermont. They said they were being hounded by press. But in my opinion, the press probably is not going to find him in fucking Vermont unless somebody tipped him off or unless he tipped them off himself. And if you watch the, the little mini press conference that Alec decided to do, Hiraria tried to like interject and say something. It looks like he's about to fucking backhand her. It's such a weird, intense thing to watch and intense like Alec Baldwin being very intense and obviously grieving and going through all these different emotions. So if you have a moment, definitely check that out. Now everybody, I hate to burst your bubble because we are about to talk about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. And it's really weird because whenever I see Pete dating like a Hollywood starlet, or I don't know if Kim's a Hollywood starlet, but you know what I mean, like someone who's quote unquote super hot in Hollywood, everyone's always like, what does this guy have? It's like, first of all, he has a big dick. We, we've been told that many a times by many a people, but maybe he's just like a genuinely nice guy. People are acting like it's some kind of crazy idea that someone would be attracted to someone for their personality. And Pete's also not ugly. I feel like Pete is looking better than he has in years. Um, I know he's been really open about his struggle with addiction and mental health and all of that, but it seems like he's doing a lot better. But anyway, over the weekend, Kim and Pete were spotted together at Knott's Farm in California. And if you watch the video of them, there was barely any interaction. Like, she sits next to him on the ride, puts her hood up, and even after the ride ends, he just stands up and walks away. He doesn't even look back to see if she gets out safely. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, Pete's not even trying with this one. Hell no. But during the ride, at one point, Kim grabbed his hand, and it, or they grabbed each other's hands. I shouldn't blame this all on Kim. They grabbed each other's hands, they linked fingers, and it looked like they were holding hands on this ride. Guys, absolutely not. I, I hate to be this person. And also, everything I'm about to say is allegedly, because whatever. Um, but there is no fucking chance that they are even pretending to be a couple. I think, I think you're going to see Kim in New York a little bit here and there. 
But I, I think maybe one or two more sightings with Pete. Let's say that. I will give it one or two more sightings. But it is so big in the news right now. You would think that they, like, made out heavily on a ride. But no. So there is a rumor going around that Travis Scott has not been the most faithful to Kylie over the years. And even though she's pregnant with their second child, he is still not being faithful to Kylie. So what I think this is, people are going to realize Travis has another long-term girlfriend, allegedly, or, or something was going to come out. Like, I think there was some story that was going to come out, and maybe will still come out, but it's going to be buried by the Pete and Kim story. And I've always said Pete is some PR tool in relationships. I don't know what it is. I think it's just, you know, when people see other people with Pete, when actresses are seen with Pete, it's kind of like, what are they doing with him? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It's, Pete is not ugly. Pete has a good personality. It's not that crazy. It's not the craziest thing. Him and Kate Beckinsale definitely threw me for a loop, though. But again, Kate was seen. She was a PR thing. They were spotted out together a few times. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Kim. You know, Kim is coming out of a maybe divorce. It doesn't sound like her and Kanye are even breaking up. So who's a good person to stick on her arm? You know, who's hot right now? Skinny, pale, white boys. I mean, Travis Barker, MGK, um... Addison Ray is dating one of MGK's, like, guitarists or something like that. So just throw another scrawny white man <laughs> on a Kardashian's arm, and that's Pete Davidson. It's, guys, I know that it might bring you joy. I know it might bring you happiness, but it's just not what it is. <laughs> it is them just, I don't know. I guess Kim wanted her name out there. She wanted her name out there to be like, is she still with Kanye, is she not with Kanye? Is she with uh, Pete? And then they kissed on SNL. But there's no way that this couple is real life. Everything the Kardashians do is for PR. Even even um, Travis and Courtney, the way that they got engaged was so public. I was actually shocked. I was genuinely shocked that they got engaged on a beach in Malibu where paparazzi could go, where people could take pictures of them, because I never really felt like Courtney was like that. But with Travis, they have been so public, I should have seen that coming. And if you think about it, they have a new Hulu, sh Hulu sh show. <laughs> oh my God. They have a new Hulu, Hulu show. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. They have a new show coming out on Hulu, and they're going to need press for that. I mean, their show on E! was tanking. They ended up leaving E! I think, I think it, that was over money, if we're being completely honest. But they ended up leaving E! And they just want that money. They want that paycheck. They want those views. They want people to care about them. Because I do feel like the Kardashians maybe aren't as hot as they once were. You could tell me I'm wrong. I probably am wrong, especially with all the people dressing up as Travis and Courtney. But I feel like overall the Kardashian stock has kind of plummeted over the last few years. So what are they going to do? They're going to have us guess if Pete and Kim are dating. I cannot believe that this is a thing. I cannot believe so many people are holding on to it. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it makes me happy. Okay, just admit it's fake. You know, this is not a real relationship. This is, like I said, they're going to be spotted together, I bet, one or two more times, if that. I don't even know if they'll be spotted together again. But I kind of wonder, I'm curious about Pete's angle on all of this. Obviously, makes him desirable, makes women want him because he's seen with these high-powered women. But also, I'm like, do you enjoy being just like a PR person? Do you not care? I think he really was dating the girl from Bridgerton. 
because they weren't spotted together, really. And now this whole headline fiasco of are they or aren't they with Kim and Pete. And then a recent one just came out and they were like, Kim Kardashian is just friends with Pete, dot, 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 for now. I'm like, how fucking ominous does that sound? I do think as a whole, as a public as a whole, we have been able to notice PR relationships more than in the past. And I do think that that's hindering a lot of different celebrities and how they date and how they move. But I also feel like maybe they don't care because people are eating it up anyway. So I think it's two different things. But Pete and Kim, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. They ain't real. And I just want to end this segment with a blind item from Crazy Days and Nights. So this late night actor and the illiterate reality star are not dating. It has you talking and wanting to see their new show, though. One thing they don't want you to see is the long, long time girlfriend of the rapper. Everyone likes to pretend he's faithful to the reality star. So that is obviously Kim, Pete, and Travis, along with Kylie. So, I mean, they're trying to distract you. They're trying to get you to be excited for their Hulu show. And I don't know if people are. I don't know if people are going to be excited to watch it. But if they have Pete on it, if they have Travis on it, those are new faces to bring into the game. And, and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm repeating myself for the billionth time. Thank you for listening. But um, Pete and Kim will be seen together one or two more times in New York. Once in New York, maybe once in California or two times in New York. And then it's just going to be over. It's going to be donezo. All right, so let's talk about Zayn, Gigi, and Yolanda. So last week, if you did not know, it came out that Zayn allegedly shoved Yolanda into a closet and then said a lot of like really nasty things to her. He called her a Dutch slut. He said, don't you, you leave my daughter alone. She's the cum that came out of my cock, which is fucking vile. And then he called Gigi and told her to put some, grow a pair of balls, put some fucking pants on and stand up to her mother. Now that came out through TMZ. And let me tell you something. The Hadids have a phone to TMZ just like the Kardashians do. And the Hadids have covered up a lot of things that Zayn has done allegedly. Everything from here on out is allegedly, guys. I'm just going to throw it out there. So Zayn has been very protected by the Hadids cloak, really. Zayn is allegedly very deep into drugs. He is very violent and his anxiety is really bad. He's kind of a shut-in. And then when he goes out, he has issues going out. And there are just a lot of layers to that. So it's really weird to see how this has played out. Because obviously Yolanda is the one who leaked the story. She waited a month, then felt like it was right to leak the story. Zane came on and said he put out like a big statement about how he enjoys his privacy and people know he's a private person, which to me is always a little bit of a red flag when it comes to celebrities. I don't know what it is, but when people automatically start with, you know, I'm a private person, they're trying to like get you on their side immediately, which, which I get, you know, you try and do that in fights, especially in public, public opinion fights. But he put out something saying there was a disagreement. Then he pleaded no contest. He has to do, I think, 190 days of community service. I could be wrong. It might be a year of community service. And he also has to do anger management. So what allegedly happened was Yolanda went into the house. There was some kind of disagreement. Zane shoved Yolanda into a dresser and then tried to fight the security guard and kind of went mental. He called Gigi, who was in Paris at the time. She flew home. She left the fashion week that she was a part of 
to go deal with this family stuff. And that was at the end of September. So during that time, it seems like Gigi and Zane broke up. They're trying to co-parent. And People Magazine said that they're actually co-parenting really well. And let me tell you something. If it's from People Magazine, you can probably believe it. Um, People Magazine, a lot of people call them Knee Pad Magazine because, you know, they're on their knees for celebrities. But People Magazine did say that even though there was an issue between Yolanda and Zane, Gigi was there to help. Now, one thing that I really, really don't like about this story is the way that people have come to the defense of Zane. And I understand that when Zane left One Direction, the way the media treated him was, you know, Islamophobic, basically. They really went in on him, and at least that's what I read. That's what I read on, like, different forums when I was looking up stuff about Gigi and Zane, is that... The UK magazines were really tough on Zayn. And even Crazy Days and Nights and Enti Lawyer, the way he treated Zayn wasn't right in my opinion. Um, I have blind items from Blind Gossip though, rather than Crazy Days and Nights because another follower DM me and was like, yeah, but Enti Lawyer hates Zayn. And I was kind of like, yeah, but like, Zayn isn't a great guy allegedly, okay? And okay, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, I'm rambling. Sometimes we go on roller coaster rides, guys, you know how I do these things. Sometimes... Buckle up. Buckle up because it's going to be crazy. (laughs) Um, But on TikTok now, a lot of people are just showing how awful Yolanda is. Granted, Yolanda is not a great person either. So two things can be true, okay? Both Zayn and Yolanda can both be absolute messes of people, but that does not mean Yolanda deserves to be shoved and screamed at. And people are like, well, you know, she, she has made really bad comments towards... Um, Chinese people, and she told workers in her house that they should learn to speak English, and she didn't let the girls eat really. She kind of starved them with body dysmorphia. Okay, all those things can still be true. You can still say Yolanda is not a good person. Yolanda has done all these things, but Yolanda does not deserve physical violence. Like, that's how I feel about the whole thing. And also, it doesn't mean Zayn isn't a bad person. Because a lot of the ways people are talking about this, it almost seems like it's victim-blaming. They're trying to blame Yolanda for something Zayn did. Guys, we need to stop holding our teenage heartthrobs and teenage crushes on this pedestal that we have them on. I mean, if you look up things Nick Carter has done, I don't know how he hasn't been in more trouble in his life. Even um, even things that Brian Luttrell's wife has said, right? Like, that made me stop following Brian Luttrell. And you guys know that I've loved him since I was eight. But I had to be like, no, like, I don't support this. I don't support the, you doing these things. So it is okay that your boy from One Direction is not who you think he is. That is what happens with celebrities. All celebrities are bad until they prove you otherwise, in my opinion. Most celebrities are rotted to the core. If you listen to Beyond the Blinds, you know where that comes from. But I need people to just like step back and be like, yes, Yolanda could do all these things. I am sure Yolanda can be a overbearing mother-in-law. But a lot of people have mother-in-laws that they don't get along with, that they don't hit. And I think that's the part that really bothers me the most in the way people have treated this and the way they've completely spun it to be like, yeah, but Zane has anxiety. So do I. I have bad anxiety as well. I don't hit people. And I've talked about this a long, long time ago. When his album came out, he was on Instagram Lives at like 4 a.m. smoking a shit ton of weed, like yelling at the camera, kind of being a little bit unhinged in a way. And then he went on his crazy Grammys rant 
But the thing with Zayn is his albums don't sell. You know, he's not going to get on a Grammy stage because he said with his anxiety he can't perform. And then his albums he doesn't do anything with, which is a shame because Zayn has a great voice. But it's always, he always leans on anxiety for that. Now, a lot of blind items say that he's actually just an insane drug addict and can barely get out of bed, allegedly. So that could also be true. And do you remember the fight he got into outside of a bar in New York City a few months ago? I want to say it was like July or, or August or something like that. And it turns out, you know, the way the story was said is that Zayn was called a, the, the F word, the um, homophobic F word. Let's say that. And he decided to stand up for himself and stand up for his friends and get into a punching fight outside of a bar, rips his shirt off during this fight. And when that happened, in my mind, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, this isn't good. Now, the Hadids buried that story. The Hadids, you know, you barely heard about it. And then all of a sudden, it's because he was called a specific name and things like that. But I'm very curious to see what's going to come out now that he is not under the protection of the Hadids. And do I think it's okay that Yolanda leaked that story? Not necessarily, but it's also her story to tell. That's another way I think of it. You know, it's her story to tell. If she wants to tell it, why not? You know, she should be able to tell that she was um, hurt by someone in her family. It's, you know, I guess that's where I have my issues. It's Yolanda's story to tell. Yolanda hasn't been the best on television that we've seen, but I read that Kai... Zane and Gigi's daughter, doesn't have a nanny. Her primary caregiver next to her parents are her, is her grandmother, Yolanda. And Zane and Gigi shared a home on Yolanda's property in Pennsylvania. So her walking into Zane's house, people were like, oh, she, I read some insane theory that she broke in with these people who were chanting and trying to cure him of his anxiety and said that they were going to drain his blood. Come on, guys. That is some Tumblr fan fiction if I've ever read it. Like, no, that probably, I'm going to go with 99% chance that shit did not happen. I'm going to say there was likely an argument. I am sure that Yolanda can be overbearing. And I am sure that Zayn was upset. But again, you can't, you can't hit people. And I think that's where, with me at least, I'm just like, no, absolutely not. Like, you genuinely, you can't fucking hit people. That simple. And... I posted a few blinds, trigger warning for domestic violence that I'm about to talk about. And these are just blinds about Zane. This is from 2018. This former foreign-born A-plus-list boy bander got stabbed by one of his drug-taking companions while they were at the former boy bander's home. This foreign-born former A-plus-list boy bander suffered an overdose last month, and that's 2019. This celebrity offspring of a barely relevant celebrity has missed some modeling assignments because she was hit by her foreign-born singer-boyfriend who has a very big temper. And some people said that that could be Justin or in Haley or Gigi and Zane. That's fair. This wasn't a blind that was um, solved. If this former boy bander turned adult singer with a current hit song ever gives up heroin, he's probably going to do a lot more physical damage to his celebrity girlfriend than he is capable of now. She's taken a beat in her tube, but told her friend she deserved it. What? And just so a lot of people were like, you know, he's never shown any aggression or anything. So that's why they're having trouble believing it. This is from his Twitter from a couple years ago. If you 
know nothing, shut your fucking mouth. So if you have anything to say at me, I'll put you the fuck straight. And does nothing but love and support me, but Lord knows I don't deserve it. I don't know what he was tweeting about, but just to show like he has had that angry side and he was actually dropped by his label. We found out that he was dropped by his label and clothing brand. And I feel like that's going to be what we see with Zayn for the next few weeks or months or whatever. I don't, I don't think Zayn is going to be able to come back from this. And I know I read Zayn Blinds and that is because on TikTok, if you look it up, everything about Yolanda is out there. Yolanda has been, um, I don't know if she's been homophobic. She's definitely been racist towards Asian people. She's been racist towards people who can't speak English. She's been a, she's, you know, allegedly helped with her parent, her daughter's like eating disorders or like not helped, but you know, push that. She allegedly has lied about Lyme disease. Like there are a lot of things with Yolanda too, but I feel like right now they're all being thrown out there because everyone's trying to stand up for Zayn. When in reality, Zayn has that same past, not same past, but he has a pattern of behavior. I mean, even when he was dating Perry Edwards, he was spotted cheating on her. Like there are pictures of him in bed with another girl. He broke up his engagement via text message with her. He, um, I read somewhere that he kicked her mom out of the home that they shared, but he didn't do that. But Perry and him shared a home. His name was on the home. He kicked her out. So she didn't have a home. She was broken up via text. So there are things with Zayn where you're like, oh, it is a pattern. And there are things with Yolanda being like, oh, she is a toxic person. But again, you can look at them both and be like, okay, they're both not great people. Okay, Yolanda has done all this stuff. Zayn has also done a lot of stuff, but it doesn't give Zayn a right to hurt Yolanda. Okay, so that is my basic point is that both of them can be terrible people. Two things can be true. But again, the physical violence isn't okay. And I guess that's how I feel about the whole situation. And I'm not trying to stick up for Yolanda at all. I, I don't think Yolanda has been a great mom from what we've seen. We've seen her be really horrible toward the girls and not let them eat and not let them do this and that. But to put all the blame on her is not fair. And, and yeah, so that is my Zane and Gigi. I know that I probably could have done a much deeper dive. Like I said, when I did the deep dive, I got a lot of hate from One Direction fans. And I was told to leave Gigi and Zane alone, but obviously this happened. And if you followed this story, if you followed Z Gigi and Zane together for years, they've been so on and off. They should have broken up five years ago. I mean, I, I, we did a, um, sorry, I'm like tripping over my words because I am nervous. I am nervous. But on Beyond the Blinds, we did a deep dive on the Hadids on our Patreon. And I said, I was like, Zane scares me because he's such a love bomber, it seems. And, you know, even when him and Gigi broke up, he got her uh, eyes tattooed on his chest, like after or as they were breaking up. So I just, I worry about Zane. I think Zane could very well take a Justin Bieber type detour. Justin has really come out of it. Can Zane? I don't know. So I guess we're going to have to see what happens. I don't think we're going to hear much more about this story. I think it's done. I think it was played out in the media a bit. And do I think it's right Yolanda leaked it? Maybe not. But again, it's her story to tell. Do I think it's right how Yolanda has treated her daughters in the past? No. Do I think it's right to victim blame her? No, absolutely not. And someone was even like, you know, I still don't believe he shoved her. Well, it was in court page papers. It was in a police report. It was eyewitness because her security guard witnessed it. And if she has to go to his house with the security guard to begin with, that's a red flag in my opinion.
So I guess, again, we're going to see how this all plays out. If I see more blind items about it, I will definitely read them on this podcast, but I know on Beyond the Blinds this week, we're going to be talking about these two with a with more blind items. So if you want to check that out. And that is all she wrote for this week of Nostalgia and Now. I am going to be reaching out to some people. Hopefully we get some fun guests on the podcast soon. Like I said, we have some things in the works. More episodes will be coming. Thank you guys for sticking around for almost three years. In February, it'll be three years of this podcast, whether it was um, pop culture and recap or whatever it was, the Laguna Beach podcast. It's been three years. It's almost been five years. It'll be five years of Laguna Beach in June, and I can't get over that. It's absolutely crazy. Thank you guys so much, so much, so much for your support. And I want you guys to do something, okay? We're rounding out the year. It's, we're in the season finale of 2021. We're about to hit 2022. None of us have been even remotely normal since March of 2020. There have been a lot of crazy things that have happened in this world. But I want you to just like take a step back, look at everything you've been able to accomplish, even if it is, you know, I went to the gym once this week, even if it's I got out of bed every single morning on time. Just anything that you've accomplished over the last week, over the last year, over the last whatever, it's important to give yourself some credit because we have been living in this fucks hellscape, horrible place for a while now. Um, but hopefully things turn around. 2022, I'm not going to say it's going to be our year because whenever I say that, I'm like, ah, it's not my year. But I hope you guys have the best rest of your week. Head over to Beyond the Blinds. We're going to be doing more episodes over there about Gigi and Zane and also Pete and Kim. We're going to be doing more of like a current current entertainment segment this week, which we ha- we don't do often. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for hanging out. Make sure you rate, subscribe, listen, tell your friends, do all that fun stuff. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.